Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm Amy, joined by my daughters, Courtney. Hello. And Brittany. Hello. We wanted to actually change things up a little bit this week, and as you all know, we came up with our name as a result of our love for our two favorite shows, Supernatural and Outlander. So what I wanted to do was actually throw a couple of trivia questions out there to Courtney and Brittany and to you, our listeners. And uh, Courtney and Brittany do not know what the the questions are. So <laughs> let's see how much they know about this week's trivia questions on Supernatural. A couple of questions? I know, a couple. I thought you said one. I thought you said one. Yeah. Just Look at this. Couple. Just a couple. Because one is really simple. One is really, really simple. All right. Okay. Okay. The first question. What does Dean call his 1967 Chevy and policy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, this one's a little bit harder. Who happens to be the cousin of a werewolf? In supernatural. Who happens to be the cousin, the cousin of, of a, a werewolf. werewolf? Who is the cousin of a werewolf? Oh, oh, oh. The werewolf is uh, like Mr. Bean's son. That little scrawny guy. <laughs> Garth? Garth! <laughs> Garth! And his cousin. He is a werewolf. <laughs> he is. And his cousin is a girl, right? Oh, is it a girl? It might be his wife. No, you're going in too deep. We just want to. We just want to know who is the cousin. Who is the cousin of a werewolf? We're not looking for names. Who is a cousin of a werewolf? Oh, like the the species. Yes, a lichen. Oh, (laughs) okay. Is that it? No. Dang it. Um, a werewoman. (laughs) (laughs) Dog. Dog. No, the answer is <laughs> a skinwalker. What? Oh yeah. Uh, is that true? Yes. What's a what's a skinwalker? Here, a skinwalker. You know, when they I... take off, they wear other people's skin. Yeah. This is, is a great. A if a nobody's ever world. seen this show, I'm sure we're really enticing people <laughs> to watch it right now. <laughs> Why can't I, I think of a situation where someone is wearing someone else's skin? I need to go back and rewatch. Well, I, it, it, like, it's back. not like we're not like actually like zipping on the person's skin, but they like you know look like the person. <laughs> this is not Hannibal Lecter. This is like nice. Mystique. <laughs> hmm, I need to go back and watch. Like Mystique. Uh, like yes. Mystique. So, yes. thanks for playing, ladies. I'm. I knew you guys would get the first one, but I. You guys were a Maybe. little bit. Uh, Fell short. No, on the I don't know. I think one. we should re- redo this. I don't know if I like this. And <laughs> that was hard. You know what? I wouldn't have gotten that one. So, 
I don't, All I right. literally don't even know what a skinwalker is. Okay. So, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch every episode. If you know what a skinwalker is, please let us know. Message us and let us know. Season and episode is I can watch. The episode with the little baby, the I'm baby is like a skinwalker. Is that, is that correct? Am I wrong? All right. Oh, the I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Look it up. Skinwalker Supernatural. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Skinwalkers are supernatural dog-like creatures that were encountered by the Winchester brothers and other hunters. They're not shapeshifters, right? Am I confusing the two? Right. That's correct. Oh, they're just dogs. They're just dogs. They're called skinwalkers. I was right. Point to Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. Hello. They can change, though, anywhere, anytime. Uh... I, I don't know, man. But they have to contact the person before they like. Yeah, they can't just change. You have to anything, bite. But they have to be in contact. They have to. Oh, you have to bite. Oh, we have to bite each remember, other now. She remember the the one episode mm. where the the man took the shape of the dog and he was the lady's pet for a while. Yeah. So it says oh. skinwalkers revert to their human form in death. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. But, okay. Let's let's uh, <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> All right, on. guys. So welcome to episode five of the Wayward Lasses podcast. Today we're actually going to be talking about something that one of our listeners reached out to us about and wanted us to discuss, and we're super thankful for that. We're so glad you guys are listening and following along, and we can't wait to hear the next topics you guys want to talk to us about or hear us talk about. So here's the topic. What do you do when a spouse, partner, or significant other doesn't support you on your journey, whether it's a business venture, getting healthy, or a goal you've been trying to accomplish? So background on kind of where we are, if you've been listening and following along with us, we've done some hard work. We took time to identify our limiting beliefs, which were false things that we were believing about ourselves, false ideas we believed about ourselves that were in effect, impacting our emotions and eventually our actions and kept us from reaching our goals. We then took the time to take those limiting beliefs and redefine them into affirmations. We set some goals and then we developed some routines to help achieve the ultimate health and wellness goals that we have in our lives. So we're all set. We feel good about what we're trying to accomplish But then the next thing is, if you have somebody in your life that's not necessarily supporting you. So the question, how do you work with that? How do you grow without growing away from your partner? So once again, thank you to this listener for chiming in. And let's go ahead and dive in, ladies. Court, do you want to chime in? Yes. I love that we got this question because I don't think it's talked about enough. And I think it's so important because just like you went through, Brittany, we've done all this hard work to start um, the process of growing and the process of just being a better person overall. And you bring that to somebody you love. It can be your significant other. It could be a, a best friend, somebody in your family. And if that person doesn't show the same enthusiasm or support, um, you're left in a place where you're feeling pretty disappointed. And then that kind of Mm -hmm. is a recipe for disaster because especially if you're new with, um, you know, getting this whole mindset right and you're new to this whole journey now, very early on in your journey, like right when you're feeling the high of getting healthy and, 
you know, starting your health and wellness journey. Now, all of a sudden you're feeling disappointed and, and let down. And that can be a recipe for disaster in that it might make you want to give up, you know, like it might make you feel like I'm not motivated anymore. So I'll start by saying that if you find yourself in that situation, definitely go back to your why. This is why mm-hmm. we we did that work of establishing and finding your why. This is finding your reason, the thing that's motivating you to keep going. Um, so I would definitely start there. And um, I think the first thing to consider, like we talked about in the last episode a little bit, was we can't control other people. We can't control their thoughts. We can't control their reactions. The only people we can control are ourselves. So we let's start there. Um, my first thought would be, how is my approach? How am I approaching this with my significant other? Am I coming off in an aggressive way? Am I coming off in a demeaning way? Almost, I've got it all together. What are you doing with your life? Does that make sense? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. 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 And I would say, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I have been known to be a hothead my whole life. <laughs> And, um, I've definitely come across situations in my life where I get so excited about something and I want other people to join in. So I'm like, Hey, you should try this with me. You should do this. We should do ABC one, two, three. And they're like, uh, nah. And instead of just accepting that and moving on, I would get upset. Like, why? Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, or I would just get angry about it. And then it would affect the way I spoke to them. And all of these things, all the things, all the things, (laughs) but I definitely agree with you in that because I've had to even recently kind of watch how I approach that. So, um, I'm taking this journey right now and my husband and I, we go through these spurts of going, being healthy and working out. I think it was what, two years ago, mom, we did the Spartan race. Ah, yeah. Two years ago. (laughs) Um, but you know, we were working out and as you, Courtney recently learned, I had these back problems and like my back would go out and he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a run. And I would get upset. I was like, I can't, I I physically couldn't run. And I was, I'd be like, like, why are you running? Like, that's not fair. I can't do that. And I was, I retrospect was being negative to him for wanting to work out because I couldn't, or I necessarily wasn't in the right mindset. So I know that I, now that I'm doing this journey, he's like, oh, I have the day off. What should I do? I'm like, oh, you should go work out. And (laughs) it comes, it's not like, I'm not saying, hey, daddy, you should go work out. I'm just like, hey, I definitely say it wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't say it right at all. And I had to, he finally said something like, I can't even remember what he said, but he had made a comment and I got, went back and thought about the different times that I had brought it up. Like, Oh, you should, why don't you do some pushups today? You know, why don't you go for a run? And, um, I didn't go, I didn't go about it the right way that he as a person needs to, I guess, hear it. If someone, I Mm -hmm. I spoke to him the way I needed someone to speak to me. Like, Hey, you should go for a run. And not like, oh, you're you're calling me fat. It's like, no, I I need someone to say that to me. I need someone to talk to me like that sometimes. You should go for a run. You should go work out. You should get up and stop being lazy. You should go do that. And I was speaking to him as I needed to be spoken to. And that is not the way he needed to hear it. And it came off as demeaning and belittling. So Mm -hmm. um, 
I can definitely, uh, you know, speak to what you're saying there, Corey, and understand that. And I'm sure some of, some of our listeners may have a situation, whether it's health and wellness or any type of situation, is to be mindful of not just how you're speaking in the tone, but am I saying it in the way that this person will accept and hear yeah. what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think it's always helpful in those situations to just use I statements. I know that that's like textbook, you know. Like when you're when you're trying to share your feelings with someone, but when you do approach the situation, make it about you. Don't start by saying, "Look, I'm trying to go on this journey, and you are not supporting me." Start with, "I feel, I feel healthy, I feel happy," and you know, when you start there, then the person can't really argue with how you're That's true. feeling, what your experience is. That's, That's your experience. One thing I would want to ask the listener who requested we talk about this topic is, does your partner, every time you come to them with a celebrated win or, you know, hey, I'm going to do this or, you know, this, this is what I did today. Is it every time that you come to them, they come off as negative, negative or uncaring or is it just every now and then if it's something that's just every now and then I think sometimes what we fail to do is look at what they're experiencing in the day as you know as they're going throughout their day they may have just had some bad news or it may be really tough I mean this time of the season right or if it's something that Every time you come to them, they're giving you the same reaction. I think it's at that point that I would actually sit down and have that hard conversation like, hey, you know, I'm I'm on this journey and I'm starting to feel really good about myself. And I'd really love that you could support me a little bit more or whatever it might be, whatever the words are, but have that conversation with them and don't just assume that they're going to understand where you're coming from because they very well may not be. They might not be at that point in their life where they can accept what you're doing, right? So yeah. just be mindful of that. Also, you know, they might not be in the right mindset, which is, like I said earlier, something that you and I and Cor- like we've spent time doing the hard work to get ourselves in the right mindset. So it could easily just be that your partner is not in the right mindset to hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would say like, I have so much to say here, but, um, <laughs> um, with to going off what you said, mom, about assuming, like, I think we get ourselves into a lot of trouble with assumptions. Yeah. And in this particular situation, I can speak from experience. I won't talk about, um, the exact situation because my husband does listen and, you know, <laughs> he does. either of us under the bus, he listens. you know, on occasion, he oh. listens. Um, in my experience with, with things like this, um, I find that we assume that the person, other person knows what they should do in this situation. Oh yeah. And so most of us have, think about this. Most of us have a high expectation on, you know, what this journey is going to look like, right? If you've done the work and, and you've, we've, we're doing your, your affirmations and you've got your mindset right, then you're going to have a high expectation of what this journey is going to bring you as you should, right? But 
that expectation that you have of what you'd like to see in that future, the visualization of yourself, if you will, mm-hmm. doesn't always meet the experience that I'm having today, mm-hmm. right? That's some far off Courtney in the future <laughs> that I hope to be one day. And even though our visualizations, we're trying to envision that person right now, sometimes in the moment, it's just very real and raw that um, my expectation and what I'm experiencing in this moment, there's a gap here. And that gap, that's where disappointment happens, right? And then what happens is if we're not properly communicating with the other person, we end up holding that person accountable for the outcome that we are expecting. Expecting. That's not not fair, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really good. And I've learned this in my just relationship with my husband. It's always good to be specific and identify and verbalize our expectations, We can't just assume that the other person knows when you go and share your journey or you're sharing your day, you know, it's important for us. And it's, it's awkward because it's not um, like a traditional way to speak to people. I'm not like, Hey Britt, how are you doing? Listen, um, I'm going to tell you something. And I really just expect you to listen. I don't need advice right now. I don't talk like that to you. (laughs) I mean, there's a nicer way to say that, I guess, but I've started to say this to my husband, especially like, you know, there are times of the day where I know he's exhausted. So maybe that's not the right time of day for me to talk to him about certain things. You know, like I have, like mom said, like you have to use kind of wisdom in those situations too. But when the time comes, I will let him know what I expect, what I'm expecting out of this situation, out of this, out of this conversation. And this, you could take even beyond conversation. You could take that into every relationship of your life. Like my kids, to my son, I expect that your homework is going to be done before you pick up a video game. And I'm saying it just like that. And now he knows what I expect as his mother. And he's either going to meet that expectation or not. And he'll deal with the consequences accordingly. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm having a long day and there's dishes in the sink and I come, you know, downstairs or whatever, and I see he didn't even pick up the dishes. So he didn't even do the dishes. In my mind, I'm like, man, didn't he say I had a hard day? Didn't like, can't he tell that I've been busy with the kids? Why wouldn't he? He should just know to just start the dishes, right? That's also not fair of me to just expect that. Instead, I can verbalize, right? And I can say, hey, I just had a long day. Could you help me clean the kitchen today? And I know as women, sometimes we don't want to <laughs> ask those things because we feel like our significant You should know. know. You should know that the dishes <laughs> should be in done. The, in the spirit of open communication, I would say when you're going to have a tough, if, if it's that important in just an everyday life situation, when you go to have these important conversations about, you know, bigger things, I think you have to go into the conversation and say that awkward this is what I'm expecting. I just, I really just need you to listen. Or, you know, actually, you know what I really would love out of this conversation? I would love to hear what you have to say. You know oh. what I mean? Oh, I never say that. And <laughs> I know. And that, <laughs> would I. that's not, that's not a normal Don't thing. Don't talk. <laughs> but that's, that's just the, and I, I know I'm like going off now and I'll, I'll obviously let you guys talk, but it just, the second thing I would say is don't force it. Like, if you are drastically changing your life and you share that life with someone else, their life is drastically changing too. Yeah. Only they aren't in the driver's seat. They're right? just along for and the ride. So, right. So ask them what they think. Ask them how they're feeling. And then be prepared to listen without getting defensive. Yeah. Maybe it's something they fear, some kind of change. Yeah, you have to seek mm-hmm. to understand in this moment 
instead of being understood. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my dog and cat are. I see cat paws coming out from under the door, <laughs> and my dog is scratching at the door. It's like, let me in. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I really agree with that. It's taken me um, a lot of time to to realize that. Yeah, I can't just if. How do I say? What I'm trying to say, Courtney. What you said when you say the I the I feel things because in previous um, battles or fights or. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. disagreements with my husband. I always am saying, well, you did yeah. this and you did that. And it turns into he said, she said. And I've started to do these types of things. Just like, well, I'm feeling like this right now. And you're right. It's it's different. You can't really get mad at somebody for how they feel. And when you say it like that, at least when he says it that way to me, I'm like, oh, I definitely did something to make you feel that way. And that's not at all how I was trying to make you feel. And it makes me go back and reflect of, okay, how did I say this to him? When did I right. say it? And it's just all, all, all these things, all, all the things. Um, and I think even more so, especially if it's like, if it's your partner, if it's your life partner, um, we had kind of spoken about this earlier before when we got, uh, started recording is the difference of falling in love and being in love. That's true. That and, is true. you know, there's so many love stories and yeah. all these things of people falling in love and being head over heels and you do anything for that person. And, you know, you're in this honeymoon phase, but after you've been together with that person for a while, like I've been with my husband, we've been together for 12 years, Courtney, you and Davi, what, 11, 12 years. Yeah, 12. Mm-hmm. And then mom, you and Steve, 25 years. Yep. So like after you get past a certain time, you're not falling anymore. You've landed with your partner and no one really talks about that. Everyone just kind of like, no one taught me that the, you know, you wouldn't be falling forever in this, you know, hopeless romantic love. You eventually land somewhere right. and then you have to learn how do we, grow together and work and make room for each other and hear each other out. And as we're growing and we're changing and our opinions change and our expectations about certain things change, how do we continue to do all these things with the person that we chose in our life? And that is uh, definitely something I'm still working on every day, but I'm becoming more aware of it. And it's definitely helped our relationship because it's not just a, you know, he said, she said kind of thing. It's, Hey, we're in this together. How do we get through this together? Let's talk about it. Let's communicate about it. Here's what I need right now. Yep. Here's what you need. Like, what do you need right now? All that. Yeah, I agree. So what, what we've said so far is check yourself first, right? Make sure that you are being very careful with how you approach, right? And then when you do go have open communication, and when you have that open communication, clearly identify what you're expecting how, what, what you're expecting from the other person in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mom, you got anything? So what happens if, well, just question. So, cause I, cause I know that our listener was struggling with coming to their partner and feeling like they're growing apart. Um, how do you, how do you deal with something like that when you are starting to realize that you're on different paths. Your your trajectories are like going in opposite directions now. You love this person, but the things that you're doing, you feel 
that they're they're just not on the same path as you. How do you how do you handle that? I, uh, I know you start to have those conversations with them. Obviously, if you spent a lot of time with this person, you're not going to just walk away. You're going to do the hard work, like Courtney and Brittany said, mm-hmm. and have those discussions, set those expectations. But what if you've done all that already? What if you've what if you already sat down and had that hard conversation of those hard conversations? Well, I think then then go ahead. What? No, I was going to say then what or what what are some of the things that they can do? Well, I think that it's important to clarify what we're talking about here because if it's just different paths, look, it's okay if you don't share the same passions, the same enjoyments, the same career paths, the same, you know, you're not, you don't have to be the same. You know, you can find common ground and other things and find things that you do enjoy together. You could focus yeah. on those and, and have separate, not all relationships are going to be, Hey, we're going down the same path, but right. do, is down the same path. Like, how, like that there's many levels to that. That can be, That's true. um, you know, I want to get married and have kids, but, uh, you know, the other one's like, yeah, I kind of want to be a nun. All right. Well, that's not going to work. We might have to part ways, you know, or is there, is there some kind of, (laughs) that was just a funny joke, but you know what I mean? Like those are, those are very different paths where our, our, we'll never be able to meet because they require different things from us. Um, is there some kind of abuse or addiction going on in the situation? That's another thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, your your health is a priority. You know, we've talked about this. And that doesn't mean that you have to pick you over the other person. In right. a healthy, and you know, this is just in my experience, in a healthy relationship, you're preferring each other. You're loving that other person out of how you love yourself. It's connected. And if you don't love yourself, you can't properly love someone else and vice versa. Your partner can't properly love you if they don't love themselves. They can't properly yeah. support you if they don't have that correct self-image. And so sometimes I think there's deeper conversations that have to happen. Sometimes yeah. I'm not beyond, and I've said this before on this podcast, I'm not beyond counseling and you know even couples counseling in this situation. Um, but I think it's important to clarify, like there's not a one response to that question. It's really you have to clarify like what specifically do you mean by my our paths are going different ways. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Um, Cause I have like given people advice before or just talked about things. And to someone in particular, I was like, you know, if you love somebody, you fight for them, you do everything you can to make it work. But that was for a situation where they were newly dating and it was very, very toxic and, there was some abusive, not like physical abuse, but just like, you know, abuse of other things happening. And, you know, one person kept trying to, I'm going to work and do as much as I can for this. But I don't know, it was a different type of thing. Right. Whereas say you're in a relationship for a way longer amount of time and you see yourself settling with this person and having kids and getting married and doing all of that stuff. 
Um, I agree with you. It's definitely something to sit down and do that hard work of, okay, is this something that uh, that's worth fighting for? Like, are we, are we really emotionally invested in all this? Are you someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with? And then go through the things that we said, do that deep soul searching, figuring out, you know, maybe are, are there ways that I can approach this differently, have that open communication, talk with them, try therapy. And, um, at no point do I think, though, that you should ever give up on yourself and your no. goals because of somebody Agreed. else. Because I can definitely see that happening where it's like, you know, I'm trying this, I'm doing all these things, and and my partner isn't supporting me, and it's kind of causing a rift between us. Um, maybe I'll stop because I don't want that rift to happen. But then you're back into that situation that Courtney was saying, you know, you can't love somebody else fully until you mm-hmm. love yourself. So keep doing that hard work, keep celebrating those victories. But I agree with you. I think it's definitely like a situational circumstance right there where you kind of have to look at all the different pieces and see, have I done everything in my power to fix me and to work on this? And, you know, after all of, all of these attempts and tries and pushing as hard as you can, then you start to consider kind of what was being said before. Maybe it's time to move on to something else. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's hard too, because we talked about falling in love, very strong and very powerful, but then breaking up and falling out of love. I think the fear. Yeah. The fear of Mm -hmm. the unknown. You know? Yeah. But I think that um, in today's culture, I think that love is often confused Confused. with emotion. And while there's emotions involved, love is so much more than just a feeling. It's a choice and it's a decision to do life a daily decision yeah and i think that that it has to be um both sides right like there's always room for you to in, in, in a disagreement let's say there's always room to forgive each other but there's not always room to reconcile does that make sense so sometimes there's just no reconciling it because it's just you know it's just not gonna work if that other person isn't loving you the right way even if you're loving them the right way it won't ever just work. Doesn't like work, we said this yeah. before Brittany like it's not 50% 50% 100, it's not 100. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. it's 100% 100 I'm going to give you all and you're going to give me all and then we're covered yeah right but if I'm willing to give it all and the other person just wants to stay stagnant and doesn't want to move and you've tried talking it through and you've tried therapy and all that stuff you know, like you said, Brittany, it might, you might have to consider that this might not be the healthiest relationship for you. And, and that's okay. But not all, I think these conversations are going to end that way. Some of them are just unmet expectations. Some of them are not communicating properly, you know? And mm-hmm. I think even sometimes when we talk, like, let's just say, for example, somebody is, you know, just saying, no, I don't want to do that workout with you. No, it's okay. Instead of getting defensive, Play detective. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, why do you feel that way? Tell me about that. I don't that's know. Exactly I just don't want to. That's exactly what I do with you. Yeah. That workout. Yeah. <laughs> that that workout that we did. <laughs> but that's like, they call this, the. I think they call it, you remember Detective Columbo? I think that's what they call it, if I've heard it correctly. Um, but like that old TV detective I, that he would like come onto the, the crime scene all like disheveled and like goofy and he didn't look like he knew what he was yeah. doing. But he would never come on and just solve. He would ask questions and the questions would lead him to to the answer. And sometimes that's kind of how mm-hmm. you have to do it. And Britt, it's like, you know, we could we could share with the listeners a little bit what happened that day. But 
getting a little off topic. We can't. That, I but. want to. But no, it's a, I agree because it could be a family member yeah. maybe that you're really close with that maybe is hindering it. So yeah, I well, did it for just Thanksgiving. Before you get into this though, I just want to say that in that moment before we had that conversation, I was fixating on the other thing. That, that we were talking about. Oh, I'm about. talking I was, about, I'm, I'm going to start with the workout first. So we did a workout together and she's like, we have 30 minutes. And I was like, cool, I got a 30 <laughs> minute workout. And I do Sydney Cummings and her 30 minute workouts are like ridiculous. Like, you know, I don't hate do workouts. workouts no, she doesn't. Do so not. we're in it and we're like 25 <laughs> minutes done with I'm a 30 like, minute nope. workout. And all of a sudden she just disappears. So I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm not doing it. And I was like, why there's five minutes actually like this is just not me i don't i don't i, yeah, no, 20, like, I couldn't I breathe like, <laughs> i couldn't breathe <laughs> not only could i not breathe but my my entire form was being was, was not compromised and i was like i need to stop i need to take a breath it was yeah. i was completely compromised i couldn't finish if i would have continued i would have hurt myself so i was like yeah i can't do this there's a reason why but i need to do it more but fast. i know but i definitely um i definitely did some detective work and she's like i haven't worked out in two months I don't do HIIT workouts. I don't do cardio really. And this is the first workout I did. And I'm like, okay, that probably wasn't a good idea. Right. So I was like, okay, let's try again tomorrow. And we won't do that at all. But wait, freeze real quick. <laughs> On the flip side of it, the proper thing for me to have done would have been, hey, Britt, I'll do a workout with you. But just FYI, I haven't worked out in a few yeah. months because of XYZ. <laughs> and so I expect us to not have to do lots <laughs> of cardio today. You know, yeah. that would have been the wise thing. But because I didn't properly communicate. Well, it wasn't even, you know, I, it was just a crazy, but that's something else too, was. is that sometimes like, like we were getting ready for Thanksgiving, there's kids running around, there's dogs running around. And, uh, sometimes you forget to communicate, like in your it's head, like, you're yeah. saying it and you say these expectations, right. but you it's forget like to say them out loud. That to, and that yeah. happens, I think all the time, I guess I know with my husband, he's so busy with work and it is like consuming his life and it, and it affects him emotionally mm -hmm. and mentally and all these things. And I'm sure, and I don't, I'm not always aware of that. So when I come off and say things and I'm expecting this to happen or this to be the response, I am forgetting that he has all of these things happening in his head. And mm -hmm. when I said it, or when I presented this, or when I did this workout with you, it might not have been what you needed. And at the same time for me, I could have been like, Hey, by the way, this is a 30 minute hit workout. Are you cool with that? <laughs> I could have said that easily as well and communicated right. and would have, we would have learned right, right away. Um, but the second part, um, of what this happened was, I think, so Courtney and I, we've gone through these phases of like, I didn't like her for a while and <laughs> pretty much from like the age of like five to probably 15, we didn't like each other. Yeah. Um, and then we started we to like each other and then we didn't started know. to like each other, but I think we're getting way better with communication and something had happened, uh, where like I came home and she was being like super short with me. And she's getting a house built. And I was like, by the way, like, I think the house is going to look super awesome. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, hey, I was like, okay, uh, what's wrong? <laughs> like nothing, nothing, nothing's wrong. I was like, okay, why are you talking to me like that? And um, she finally opened up and talked to me and told me some things that were on her mind that she hasn't been able to talk about. Um, and didn't, without going into all the details, didn't really want to share it with anybody close to her because uh, she didn't want to seem like a Debbie Downer when all these great positive things are happening and realized that she had been kind of holding in all these emotions and she wasn't talking to anybody. 
And that goes back Mm -hmm. to the kind of communication thing of it all, whether it's your partner or having somebody that you can talk Mm -hmm. to, even a friend um, to just be like, hey, like you said in a previous episode, Courtney, like, can you just listen to me for a little bit and like, let me know if I'm being like crazy right now? Or like, you know, can you give me some advice on this? Or can you just hear me out? Cause I haven't told anybody this, but myself and the importance of opening up and getting those emotions out instead of bottling them in it is so important, that communication factor. So whether that's your partner or a good friend or a family member. Yeah, definitely. Super important. <laughs> I just, just going back to, um, what our listener had, had brought up again, I think one of the things, and and I know it's probably starting to sound like a broken record, but one of the things that I just wanted to impress upon this person is that, you know, we talked about going to find somebody to speak to if you can't talk to your partner. My preference would be to always talk to the partner first or your spouse or your husband, Right. Always go to them first and have that conversation, because I think the minute that you open up and start talking to somebody else about what's happening, it's almost as if and I've experienced this in another relationship. It's like you're almost trying to get people on your side to justify the way that you're feeling. And that's the last thing that you want to do. So, um, again, not to, to beat the dead horse, but just talk to your your partners, talk to your significant other, have that conversation about how you're feeling. And, you know, if it goes south in terms of it gets emotional, if you get angry, if there's yelling, just step away for a second, take a breath. But don't forget what the the goal is as you're coming to your partner to discuss how you're feeling, right? Don't lose that as you're, as, you know, in the heat of the angry conversation or the emotions that you're experiencing. Um, otherwise you're going to feel like, oh, you know, I didn't even accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Um, so again, just, just keep in mind, remember what the goal is as you're going to your partner and having that conversation. And I want to add to that mom that, this might not be a one-time conversation, mm, right? Mm-hmm. It might be an ongoing conversation and that's okay. I know personalities like myself and my sister, <laughs> we want to resolve it like right now. Nope, we're not leaving yeah. this table until we get this resolved. Yeah. I, I want you and, – and, you, and, you and my husband is the opposite. Yeah, yes. so it's mine. Like, I'm like, no, we need you right now. He's like, I need space yeah, for need you. Space. I'm like, that's no, that's get back in here. We're talking about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. because I'm. It took me way. years. We've been together for 12 years. It has taken me almost a decade to yep. figure that out and to give and him the space. I think you also have, like, again, for me, particularly for my personality, I have to accept that the outcome might not be what I want. Yeah. He yeah. just might, we just might not agree, period. Yeah. Like, and that's it. Yeah. He may just, and yeah. my husband and I have, have currently have not arguments, but situations where we just disagree, but we still love each other. Yeah. And we've just accepted this is how he, this is his position on it. This is my position on it. We've talked it out. We've followed all the rules, but we just fundamentally disagree on this. And that's agree okay. You don't have to agree. Yeah. Just because you don't yeah, agree, agree doesn't mean your relationship's over, right? We're right. incompatible. Right. We can't agree. No, that's we can't. not the case. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, I'm going to totally jip this from a Disney movie, but 
I'm going to guess what it is. There's Here this line. No, you, I don't think you've ever seen it. But there's a line in a Disney movie that says, baby steps are still movement. So even if you are taking small steps, it's still progress. It's That's still right. movement. What movie so, is that? You don't know it. You definitely don't know because it's new and my kids like it. It's the zombies movie. Oh, my God. My best friend would know it. If she's listening, she's going to be like, you are such a loser. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's what he says. He says baby steps is still movement. You can't expect, you know, to completely solve the problem overnight, especially if it's taken you time to get your mindset right and you time to get start your journey just because you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean that you're going to make your partner feel that same way. You know, meet them yeah. where they're at and their journey. If your relationship is, you, first of all, your relationship is worth it, right? Yes. It's worth it to do that hard work. It's worth it to have yeah. that th- those conversations. And if necessary, you do, you can go to couples therapy or whatever. But just like my mom said, it really starts with opening that line of communication and talking to the other person. Yeah. yeah. And even like we said, well, I think I said, or one of us said in a previous podcast, like I said it, <laughs> I have tried to lose weight and do like this. <laughs> I've tried to do this journey so many times, but my mindset was in the right place that I gave up on myself. Mm-hmm. So just to transfer that to your partner, if their mindset is not in the right place, just think about how many, like if there's so many opportunities for failure there, because something as simple and difficult as mindset could be holding, holding you or that person back or creating that wall in the relationship. Yeah. Right. And the goal is not what is changing you. Like that's something, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's mindset or, or it's this particular situation, it is the journey that's changing you. Like Mm -hmm. Brittany, you haven't reached your goals yet, but we just talked about the last podcast, how much you've grown. Right. So that growth is something to celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with you. You can celebrate your your small victories. And when you share that with your partner, do the same thing. If they are getting on board, but just slower than you'd like, or <laughs> or maybe you just can't agree that you compromise one small thing. Hey, would you want to try this cooking with me once a week? Or maybe your partner did, hates yeah. the gym, but really loves dancing. Yeah. Maybe Find you something dance you guys can do together. together. Yeah. You know, something fine and then celebrate that maybe that person is not where you want them to be but that's okay you can it's the it's the journey it's the progress that you're celebrating not yeah. reaching a particular goal or outcome something like what like what you're talking about reminds me of a book i read the five love languages and if you haven't read that yet uh, definitely read it but is um love is is separated in his book into five different love languages and just for you to hear them real quick, um, your love language is either words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, physical touch, or acts of service. And I am 100% acts of service. So, you know, my husband could, could have been buying me all these gifts. And I'm like, <laughs> if you would just do the dishes, that would make me the happiest person in the world. Like, that's all you need to do. You don't have to buy me anything. You don't have to say anything. You can just do the dishes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so learning not only what you your love languages, but what your um, partner's love languages. And in the book, he was talking about, um, like he would give situations of different couples where their uh, relationships were starting to fail. And he would talk to one of them like, okay, what's your love language? What is your partner's love language? Okay. So every single day, 
try to do something for that person's love language. So my husband's um, is very strongly words of affirmation. So I would rearrange his closet. Okay. I would like put all his ties up and like fold his clothes so nice and pair all his socks up and do all these things that would make me happy. That is not his love language <laughs> at all. He's like, cool. Like I, I don't even think he noticed that I did those things. But then after I read that book, I would start to like every single day, I'd just be like, you know, hey, you look great today. Or thank you for working so hard for us. Or, you know, that car, I love that car, like the car, the BMW, you know, it looks, you know, it's just great. It's a great thing. And I noticed when I started to do that, he started to open up more to me and became more receptive of not only the things that I had to say, but the actions I was taking for myself. And he has been Mm -hmm. so supportive and I'm so lucky and so thankful he's been so, so supportive through all of this. So um, if you haven't read that book or tried that um, or have read it in the past, maybe need to reread it, definitely think about those things as maybe what can I do to help push my partner to start changing their mindset? And when you start speaking their love language, you're like, okay, what's going on? Like, I actually really like all these things that you're doing. What can I do for you? <laughs> yeah. oh, what you mm-hmm. can do for me? Can, if you can just like, just support me or, you know, whatever your love language is, that could also be yeah, that's pretty good. helpful. I love that. Yeah. Very good. Yep, yep, yep. I'm all words of affirmation too. I think I talked about that. <laughs> you are? Oh, yeah, I think you said that. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, a million percent. And my husband is actually two, but one of them is words of affirmation. And um, during COVID, I actually um, did this little, me and my post-its, you guys know I love post-its. I put like words of like of declarations of a- and affirmations on post-its and put them on his mirror. And so, like, he would just see them every day, like, and I would, like, different things I was thankful for about him or just different ways to encourage him. Um, I know it's so sappy. But then, like, we had to move, and I was, like, taking them down, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to rewrite all these. (laughs) Yes, you can. I will buy you Post-its. I have a bazillion Post-its. That's really interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say it was fulfilling for both of us, not just for him, but for me too. To For to, you to fill his bucket. You're like, ooh, I'm filling it up. Yes. Yes. I, I guess that, uh, just kind of like along the same topic, but just a little bit different is, you know, I love hearing that you guys are doing this for your, your significant others, your husbands. But I think the longer we are in a relationship and things just, it's the everyday, the everyday grind that you kind of forget why you fell in love with that person Mm -hmm. in the first place. And I love the affirmations and little sticky notes that you put up because it's a remind, for me, it it reminds me of, like I said, why you fell in love with that person in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's great. I, I again off topic, but I just wanted to comment. No, on that. off topic. <laughs> I think it's so easy <coughs> is to um, when you're when you're with somebody for so long, you end up just cohabitating. Yeah, like you're just yeah. in the same space. Like you, um, like and Alex and I come to this realization. I don't know how, like not, not too long ago, but like, okay, like we need to start dating again. Like let's go yes, out yeah. once a week. Let's go do something. Yeah. Date night. Or let's go do something for us. Let's buy something for us. Let's go enjoy some time together. Cause we're just living in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we have to get back to that and revive that. And that was definitely one of the things that would cause some rifts in our relationship. And every now and then, like every couple of years that will happen, or maybe even a couple of months where we're like, Hey, we're not even checking in. We're just living here together. Yeah. What do you need? What can I do? Yeah. And vice versa. Yep. Um, you know, being in love and having a partner, a life partner is, is 
is it's not just there. You it's work, work at it. It's work. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because when I was younger, I always thought that if you had to work at your relationship, well, there was something wrong with your relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I used to think. Like, yeah. it shouldn't have to be work. Everything should just fall in place. You should know what I want. I should know what you want. Yeah. And, and we're happy. But that is not the case. That can't be further from the truth. It is a lot of work. I think maybe that's kind of how it was, you know, way back when, you know, you you get with somebody, you're married, you know, divorce isn't necessarily an option. You're with that person forever. And, you know, maybe those, maybe some couples and older married couples weren't really happy and they had a lot of issues and they never were able to talk about that. I think we're kind of living in an age where we're like speaking about your emotions and being open, open about that and normalizing communication between partners and how you feel. It's, we're living in an age now where it is okay and it's acceptable and it's the new norm. And I'm glad too that we are in that age but it's you know definitely embrace it and yeah. I think everyone's kind of open to or hopefully open or receptive receptive to that yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> anybody else have anything to add no, I know I want to hear I'm... this though um I know we're running a little bit longer on this one but like mom you work out a lot we talked about this the other night but you know you work out a lot and and with Steve it's a little bit different he doesn't necessarily and I know he's got some health conditions but I had asked you last night did that ever cause any rifts in your relationship because you've always been this type of active person did you ever feel like there was a, a block between you guys because he wasn't sharing in that with you. I would maybe. How did you guys combat that? I think similar to like how you were talking about Alex, I would approach it like annoyed. Like I'm getting up and going to the gym, and what are you doing? You are doing <laughs> nothing. Like why don't you go for? And I'd say it like this: Why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you take the dogs for a walk? <laughs> and I, <laughs> that's how I was like in the beginning. Um, but I came to realize I'm putting on my expectations on him. He's mm. not there yet. And that was really hard for me to do. And just because I'm older, because we're older, right, doesn't mean that things go smoothly. You still have those same issues. You still have mm. the communication problems or you still kind of think about yourself and put yourself before your spouse sometimes. But when I came to the realization that we don't have the same goals, right? Maybe he's having, you know, problems with walking up the stairs and going for that five mile walk isn't gonna isn't gonna work for him. Where I'd be like, come on, let's just go, let's come on, let's just So again, once I realized that I was placing some unrealistic expectations on him and just let him go on his own journey then it was better. Don't get me wrong. He's a hundred percent supportive. I was just looking at him like, what are you doing? Why why aren't you moving? Come on. You feel great if you start to do this. Right. So yeah. yeah. I get it from you then. (laughs) It's you. It is you. I do. With my husband, if I have the kids for like three days straight and he has them for two hours and he starts complaining, I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Not realizing that he's just not, not that like, 
I'm placing an unhealthy expectation on him. I'm assuming that he fully knows how to handle these kids that it has taken me years to figure it out. So he's just not going to drop in one day and do everything (laughs) perfectly. It makes sense that he's going to be frustrated, but it annoys me. I'm like, are you kidding me? You can't handle three hours. Are you serious? (laughs) And then, you know, then it causes an issue between us. But, and you know, unmet expectations, unrealistic expectations, talk to each other. Talk Talk to to each other. Yeah. I can't wait for the day when Emma or Kai is like, mommy, that's an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> they they always use my teachings against me. Anything I teach they them, will. they use against me. I, you know, guys know that I like, I told you last, last podcast, I always like try to prioritize prayer. And one time I was so snippy with my daughter and she was like, mommy, you need to pray. And I was like, <laughs> Excuse me, you don't get to say that. She was 100% right. That's where my mind was at. But I was just like, you don't get to do that. Go away. Go color. Hush. Oh my gosh. All right, guys, do you have anything else to add? No, no, I love I this topic. Just thank you yeah. so much for bringing this to our attention. And yes, I want to encourage so anybody who's listening who finds himself in, in this situation, similar situation, a version of this situation. Remember, you are not alone. Remember that we are here to support you. Um, and we hope, 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 hope that you get something out of this, this episode that will help you. Yes, absolutely. And before we kind of finish off everything, I did want to mention um, on our Facebook and Instagram page, we actually started a 30-day challenge because we've talked in this episode the importance of loving yourself and taking care of yourself um, because, you know, you can't love somebody else fully until you love yourself. So for this month, we started a December 30-day push challenge um, in the video that I posted. uh, A lot of people like to wait for the new year to start fresh. And here at Wayward Losses, we want to end the 2021 with a bang. So instead of waiting for next year, and I've done this for so many years, like January 1st, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start that. I'm going to do so good. And I'll put it off and I'll wait all of these days and weeks for something else to start. So, you know, we're going to do it now. Um, 30 day push to the end of the year. And the challenge is just to do something positive for your health and wellness and your mental stability, whether that's reading, writing, jogging, exercise, yoga, journaling, drawing, get, getting back into an old habit that you used to have or a hobby. Um, uh, what is it called? A gratitude journal, mm-hmm. affirmations, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Reflection, anything, anything just to take some time out of your day to do something for yourself. And hopefully that will eventually turn into a routine. It doesn't have to be the same thing every single day, just one thing for you, um, to help take care of yourself. And that will hopefully bring you into the new year with a fresh start with that mindset, ready to go, ready to tackle 2022. Real quick. Did you know that there are 31 days in December? Yeah. So, you know, um, are we just uh, doing 30 and we're going to take New Year's Eve off? Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, that New Year's Eve is, uh, you know, I thought about that too after I posted and I was just like, hmm, I I still have the 30 days, have September, April, June, and November. And And November. Wait a second. Yeah. That's not December. It's November. So, you know, we'll do something special. We'll do a celebration. Yeah, absolutely. 31 special day. 31. Yeah. We're just asking. We're at, we're going to post something every day on those pages and 
And we just ask if you're doing this with us just to comment what you're doing because um, we want to cheer you along on your daily victories. But in addition to that, I think it'd be so helpful for everyone else to see some options that they have of what they can do. Um, we had some great posts today. Uh, one of my friends commented and said she got herself some Duncan. Uh, one of my friends started uh, journaling and, you know, we've got some great goals being set out there. So I just want to thank all of my friends who have commented and, and taken this journey with us. If you are listening, please take this journey with us. We are so excited to take this with you. We are here. We're along the ride with you. Comment, let us know what you're doing. We are here to cheer you on and we will be posting every day as well. Yes. All right. Courtney, do you want to kind of close us out here? Definitely. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with us today. You know that your support means everything to us. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. If you love this episode, which we hope you do, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. If you're not following us on Instagram, follow us so that you can stay up to date on the tips, tricks, and short stories that we share, or send us some love on our Wayward Lasses Facebook community. And don't forget, if there's a topic you'd love for us to cover, email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com. That wraps us up for today. Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks.